Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with Missy Andrews and we're talking about her homeschooling journey. And it's such an incredible testimony of grace. And if you listen to Monday's episode and then uh, yesterday's episode, um, you know where she was in the beginning and where the Lord has brought her uh, today. After six kids, she's homeschooled all of her kids. And and I was, I mean, I didn't know you, of course, back then, Missy, but I would say from your your testimony, you are a very different person today than you were 26 years ago when you began your homeschool journey. In some ways, and, and I hope so. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I hope we all are. I mean, as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, as we mature as people, as humans, um, we mature in relationships with our spouse. I, I think that we all change, at least we should, hopefully for the better, mm-hmm. uh, because we learn. We learn from our mistakes. We learn from others' mistakes. Um, we learn, as you talked about, um, our identity in Christ. And mm-hmm. and and we. I think it's something that we constantly grapple with. And the reason that we grapple with it is because we've got the enemy on one side telling us who he wants us to be. And then we've got God saying, but no, this is who you are and this is who I made you. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard not to listen to, to those you know, conflicting voices sometimes, though we know that God's voice is the loudest and the biggest and the strongest and the one that actually matters. But sometimes it's so hard not to listen to that other voice of the enemy, just Mm -hmm. saying, but you're not good enough. You're not all the things, right? You're not doing it right. And, um, and, and it's, I think a struggle that every homeschool mom Mm -hmm. deals with. And so, so, we're, we're learning from Missy. Um, I'm so grateful for uh, Titus Two Women like yourself who who teach us um, how to get through this. And so we are going to continue with our conversation. But before we do, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. Try them out for free, ctcmath.com. So Missy, I know as you're talking through your story, you often get asked by people because you go, you speak, you do podcasts, you talk to homeschool families all over the the world. How do we avoid this? How do we avoid starting out and ending up the way that you started out to get to where the point where children are just like, this is just too much. You're putting too much on me. This is not, this is not what I want for my life and putting these unrealistic expectations on ourselves and our children as well. How do we avoid these things? Well, I have two answers. And the first one is a little tongue in cheek. And it's, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to avoid this? Um, what I what I just explained is that I got knocked off my donkey. I got pushed out of the treadmill, off the treadmill. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was delivered from the hamster wheel, right? Of performanceism. And with that, that would happen to you all. But I hear what you're asking and what you're saying is, how do I avoid the pain and the suffering involved in sinning against my children? And I wish I could tell you that there's a surefire way that you can protect yourself and your kids from you, but there is not. (laughs) You are a sinner and you will sin against your kids, no matter how hard you try not to. I just want to go back to the beginning and say, nobody screws up their kids on purpose. The reason we're homeschooling in the first place is because we love them with all our hearts and we are willing to sacrifice our lives for them in some very real ways. So let's just start there. But it's still us. It's still us doing it. And we're mixed bag. Saint and sinner live together, bound together. 
um, in, in one flesh in this lifetime. And so I think our greatest weapon against the enemy as we endeavor to do this well is repentance, um, quickness to examine ourselves and see if we be in the way, to say, is it I, Lord? Have I sinned? Have I today, this day, misconstrued the project and made the good thing into the ultimate thing and communicated to my child that his identity depends on his success and that my identity depends on his success. And if so, if the answer is yes in the secret heart of hearts, don't gloss over that. Um, I, I just taught this morning um, in our online class, we were doing C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce. And it begins with this beautiful quote that I just want to read to you. He quotes George MacDonald, the great father of fantasy literature and his own mentor. Um, He says, no, there is no escape. There is no heaven with a little of hell in it. No plan to retain this or that of the devil in our hearts or our pockets. Out Satan must go, every hair and feather. Mm. And really, isn't that what the Lord is about as he deals with us graciously exposing our sins so that we can see them in real time? Not theoretically, yes, we're all sinners. Yes, we are. Oh, yes, we're flawed. We're fallen. The fall of man affects us all. But no, like Dante, we need to be brought to the top of Mount Purgatory on a daily basis so that we can see our sin in real time and remember that we are not saving ourselves. The Lord saves us and our our gaze is lifted to the one who saves. And then the project is animated with a newness of life as we go to our kids and say, look, I've done it again. I'm sorry. Don't be afraid to walk in the light with your kids. I think sometimes we think that in order for them to respect us, we have to convince them that we don't sin, that we're always right and we never do anything wrong. Really, repentance is... um, it's the greatest gift the Lord's given us. It is a weapon that we have in our arsenal. We can walk in the light and confess and say to our kids, if if I had had the presence of mind to do what my husband did in the moment when Ian said, I smell a rat, you know, instead yeah. of, hey, poor you, you have parents who care. Um, <laughs> oh, honey, yes, you do. And there's more that I hope you'll never see that's in there as well. <laughs> the heart is so deeply and the wickedness goes so all the way down that I depend on God daily to resurrect this old man. <laughs> you know, yeah. that is a, a gift you can give your children because what it tells them is that they're just like you. You're just yeah. like them, them. And suddenly there's no need for pretense between the two of you. You give them permission as you walk in repentance with them and are real with them to look at themselves and when they find sin there to confess and to repent. Because if you really think that your perfection is what's necessary in order for you to get into heaven, that you through your own good behavior, your own virtue and character quality can somehow scale the walls of heaven, boy, oh boy, you're never going to repent. You're never going to repent because everything depends on you being right. You're never going to admit that you're wrong. I think sometimes um, because of our desire to look good in our kids' eyes, um, we, we prevent them from learning this lesson that there's, there is no ladder to heaven. There's a door and his name is Jesus. Amen. That's it. And that all of those virtues, they're good. And he promises to work them into our hearts as we Uh, look at ourselves, acknowledge our faults and repent before him and learn from him 
his ways. He's humble. What does he say? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. What is the yoke that yokes us together with him? But the, the way of the cross, suffering. And there's a little death involved in admitting you're wrong. So I, I would encourage you, how do I avoid this? Well, first of all, you won't. You may avoid it in all the particulars the way that I have, but you will experience it in your own way, in your own time, uh, in your own story. And thank God for that because it's a severe mercy in your life. Sometimes I think that the only way the Lord could really get our attention is through these children that He gave to us because they're so important to us that maybe for that, maybe for that relationship, we would be willing to look at ourselves. Let's hope. Yeah. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be right back. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We're talking about our children not being a reflection of us in their identity, but in so many ways, our children are a reflection of us in that we oftentimes, I think, see our sin through our children. Um, I want I want to dig in just a little bit deeper with you um, because one of the things that you said that I thought was really important was that nobody screws up their kids on purpose. And and I appreciate your transparency in that. We're, we're going to screw stuff up. You know, I, I've often said my goal in parenting is to get my girls to the end of, of our home, you know, when they go off into their adult lives with me having as few regrets as possible mm. and them having as few regrets as possible. That is my greatest desire, but I still continue to sin. I screw up. My husband screws up. They screw up. I mean, mm-hmm. we're just a bunch of sinful people living together, right? Yep, yep. And I know sometimes people don't want to hear that, but where I want to dig in with you for these last few minutes that we're together is how do we as moms and as dads who might be listening, um, but 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 mostly moms who are listening, how do we come to that point where we can really truly recognize our sin? Because I think as humans, like we think, well, the way that we're living our life is the right way, mm-hmm. right? Or else we wouldn't be living it that way. So how can we truly recognize like, oh, this is where I have been screwing up? How do we see that reflection in the mirror, and this this might be kind of a weird analogy, I don't know, but the other day I was looking at a picture of myself and I thought, do I really look like that? Because when I look in the mirror, I don't, that's not the picture that I see. Mm-hmm. But then when I looked at this picture, I thought, is that what everybody else sees? Like, it, it just looks so different to me. Mm-hmm. It looks it, it's, it looks like a different person. And I, I want to be that person who spiritually and emotionally for my children, especially, and for my husband, 
that I see myself clearly as I see myself in the mirror, that I, I, I don't see one thing in the mirror and then everyone else sees something different. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So how do we get to that point, Missy, where we just are able to recognize like this is who I really am and this, these are the things that I really need the Lord to work on in me? Well, we have a good and loving Heavenly Father. And, um, you know, in your own experience with your children, as you're trying to do character training, um, situations and circumstances present themselves that are um, ideal teaching moments. We call them teachable moments, right? And we grasp the opportunity and we work on character in those moments. And we're just fallen human parents. Yeah. We have a good heavenly father and um, he never fails to grasp the moments in our own lives in order to turn the mirror on, on us so that we can see um, the truth about us and our need for him and kindly bring us to repentance. Um, I don't think we have to go searching very hard. The Lord is good. So that's probably not a real practical answer to your question, but I think it's a true one. The Lord's more invested in you um, figuring out your need for Him than you are. So you're safe. Oh, yeah. Wow. He will do it. <laughs> he will do it. He will do it from first yeah. to last. And um, you want Him to. I tell you what, there's yeah. so much freedom and rest in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You want Him to. And um, your children want Him to. It, look, what we all have in common you and I are very different. You started out the podcast saying, uh, you're a type A, I'm a type B. Um, you're bookish and, and I'm not. Um, that may be true. Um, those are incidentals about our personality sure. that have to do with the right. different work that the Lord has called us each to do. They're not identity, yeah. they're incidentals. Right. The thing that we have in common is our sin and our need for Christ and our belovedness. Those are the things that we have in common. We're all marked with that. And that's sure. true, not, not just um, from peer to peer, but from mother to child. Our kids yeah. are not all just like us. Um, we all have one that probably is, and usually it's that child that we have the hardest time with, right? Because they show <laughs> us our sin continually. Right. Um, but then we have other kids that are so different from us that we can't quite figure them out, you see. Mm-hmm. But we do have in common with all of them is sin, (laughs) need. And really, um, because of God's goodness, I think that there's an Old Testament verse that talks about um, the sins of the fathers being visited upon the next and next generation. And I used to look at that as a curse from God, but I've come to see it as maybe a a severe mercy because um, the nature of my sin, I can see it. I understand it. And in the light of the grace of of God and redemption, I can... um, I can own it and thank God that he used it in order to direct me to himself so that I didn't go on perpetually thinking that I was a God and could save myself, you know? And when it's redeemed, I can come alongside my child and say, yeah, I see that. Me too. I understand. Let's pray together about this. And that becomes an amazing, um, powerful strength in the relationship itself that you're down in the ditch with your kid, but you know, um, you know exactly how to get out. You know that it's not through dint of your own efforts, scrabbling up the hard sides of the rock that you're going to make it to God. It's his hand reaching down farther than ours can reach up. 
That mm. is our only oh, hope. Yeah. And, and we have it. We have it. Historically, we have it in right. the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And practically, we have it every day through the life of His Holy Spirit, dwelling in us and animating us and, uh, to do the things that we do and revealing to us, what does the Bible say? All truth. And that yeah. includes, here you are in sin. Abandon it. It's a self-salvation project. Lay it down. <laughs> you don't need it. I've already saved you. <laughs> they don't yeah. need it. I've already saved them. Um, this is working out our salvation with fear and trembling. And when we do that, homeschooling becomes delightful. Right, right. And so ultimately, what it comes down to is that homeschooling our kids is not an academic journey. No. For them or for us. It's a spiritual journey. Yes. For all of us together. And we're, we're on this journey with one another, learning and teaching and showing grace to each other and really understanding God's forgiveness and His plan for each one of our lives. Mm. And what a beautiful thing. You know, I people can argue all the points about why they should homeschool or shouldn't homeschool or why they should have their kids in traditional school or shouldn't have their kids in traditional school. And the fact of the matter is that homeschooling is is a different kind of journey. It is. That you cannot take ever in any way when your children are apart from you for their whole childhood, their whole academic childhood. I will it's say though, though that's absolutely true. I agree with you. Um, I will say that um, a lot of people say, wow, after listening to you talk about this, why would I ever want to homeschool? And my oh, words wow. to them are, um, <laughs> well, you can't avoid this because right. the Lord is after you. And yeah. if you say, well, because I would try to find my identity in homeschooling, I'll go ahead and put them in the public school and be on the PTA. Well, then uh, you'll turn the PTA into a means to an identity, or you'll sure. turn your nine to five job into a means for identity, whatever you do. It's what we do. We're really good at it. Um, the human, ma human beings, um, was it John Calvin that said, our hearts are idol making factories? If you don't turn one thing into an idol, you turn another one sure. into the idol until the Lord gets yeah. a hold of your heart and demonstrates to you His magnificent plan to redeem you and to call yeah. you His own. Amen. He is so faithful. I can't think of a better reason to homeschool than to be on this spiritual journey absolutely, with our kids. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, Missy, thank you so much. This book um, is fantastic. Thank you for your transparency and your honesty. Um, throughout this entire book, it's it's called again my divine comedy, a homeschool a mother's homeschooling journey, and um, you guys need to get a copy of this book because it is there. There's so much more to be said, and I I have highlights throughout the book. Um, I mean, it's just amazing as I was reading it and just thinking, oh, she has so many good points here, and oh, she's talking directly to me. I mean, there were just so many parts that I felt like the Lord was using this book to reveal so much of my insecurities mm -hmm. um, as a homeschool mom mm -hmm. and kind of just hugging me through it and going, it's going to be okay. Well, it's going to be Lord. okay. Just praise keep trusting me. Um, so thank you um, for your obedience to write this book um, oh. and just for sharing your heart with all of us. And, and thank Adam, your husband, and Ian, your son, for their willingness to be part of the story because they are such an important part of the story, oh, as, as all of your children are. Um, so we'll put links to the book in the show notes. Missy, is there any last word of encouragement that you would like to leave for our audience? Oh, God bless you. God bless you all in your project. It's a really um, noble ambition and the Lord is faithful. He will do it. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for being with us. If you have not yet checked out our merch store, uh, this is 
one of my favorite t-shirts. It just says homeschool. Oh, I Mama, like that. I want it. that. <laughs> I, I know. Well, you can get this off of our website at schoolhouserocked.com. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see the little banner there at the bottom and it links straight to our store. And this is a great way to help support the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked. You can also support us by donating um, any amount. It could be $5 could be $500, whatever it is the Lord puts on your heart. That could be a one-time donation or a monthly donation um, so that we can keep this podcast going and all things Schoolhouse Rock so that we can continue to bring encouragement like Missy um, to you um, and to myself. I, I've told you guys many times, one of the reasons I keep doing this podcast is because I learned so much and I'm so grateful. I go back and I listen to these podcasts after they're edited and it's so funny every time without fail, every single time I listen, it's as if I'm listening to the conversation for the first time ever. <laughs> it always makes me laugh because I'm like, I was the one who had the conversation. And I'm thinking, man, this is such a great podcast. And it's always the guest yeah. who oh, really so just funny. inspires me and encourages me. I, I think honestly that you do such a wonderful job in hosting. Oh, you ask you. the right questions and um, it provoke thoughtful conversation. So anyway, thank, thank you very you. much for having me on. I feel honored. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. It is absolutely my pleasure. I love doing this. And I'm so grateful that the Lord has called our family at, to this ministry. It is so much fun. I love being able to serve Him in this way. So thank you guys for listening. We love you. Have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you back here next week. Stick around till the end of the show for a preview of what's coming next on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. My wife said this morning, I'm so happy about all these young people who are doing the things we don't even know about in the homeschool movement. And years ago, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, we started hearing older people like I am saying, woe is us, woe is me, that we're all the young people, the pioneers like we are. Well, you know what? God has raised you up. Here you are. He always has whomever he needs 